Hey there, friend. We were never promised an easy life, but I believe that together we can discover how to live a full and purposeful life that God intended for us to live. Here, you will hear faith-based content on different topics for every area of your life, no matter what season you find yourself in. This is what I like to call our foundations. Motherhood, marriage, mental health, homemaking, and so much more. As a student professional counselor specializing in marriage and family therapy, my goal is to help you by exploring what psychology has to say on certain topics, but always rooted in the core message of the gospel. Motherhood can be hard, relationships can be overwhelming, and life can knock you down. But I believe in Ecclesiastes 4.12, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. So I want to let you know that you are not alone. Here we will laugh together and cry together. We will celebrate our victories and lift each other up as we walk through the different seasons of life. My name is Christy Malko. Thank you for being a part of this journey and welcome to Her Faith Foundations. Hey there, friend. Welcome to episode 12. Today we're talking about when you struggle to hear God's voice. Now, I've had conversations with people before who they believe in God and they believe in the teachings from the Bible, but in general, they kind of struggle to believe that God communicates with them or that he's still communicating today because they don't feel him or they can't hear him. um, And obviously we can't see him. So even though these people usually still try to communicate with God through prayer and, you know, reading their Bible, meditating, whatever, um, I've been told before that sometimes it feels like they're just speaking to an empty room and no one is speaking back or they're just talking to a wall. I mean, have you ever felt this way before? Um, Because to be honest, I get it. There were certain times in my life where things were just really difficult and I was just going through hard seasons And I just felt like God wasn't there, that he wasn't hearing my prayers. Um, And so today we are talking about why we struggle to hear God's voice and how we can change that. Now, when you read the Bible, you can come across many places where God speaks directly to his people, especially in the Old Testament. But whenever I think about God speaking to his people, the example that always comes to my mind is Moses and the burning bush. Now, I don't know why this is my first example that I think about. Um, Maybe it's because it's something that I kind of grew up hearing over and over again in Bible class. I mean, what little kid doesn't want to see a burning bush and someone telling you that's God? I mean, that's just something that I heard over and over again. So when I think about God talking to people or talking to his people, that's the example that comes to my mind. Um, Now, David shares several examples in Psalms that I'll reference in the show notes because I want you to look these up on your own in your own time um, because they're powerful, right? So David says in Psalms that God has a mighty and strong voice that thunders from heaven and that the voice of the Lord is so powerful and full of majesty. And Ezekiel chapter 43 verse 2 says that his voice is like a roar of rushing waters. And I love all of these examples. These are just great images of what the the sound and the power of the voice of the Lord and the strength. Um, but like I mentioned before, there are also other examples. I mean, David kind of gave us a good um, example, kind of like what the experience of God, the experience of his voice, experience of um, talking to him is like, but then there are other examples in the Bible 
where God is actually speaking to the people. Um, and the example that most people probably go to is in Exodus. And it's Moses, but it's a little bit further down the road. It's when Moses goes up in Mount Sinai. And I think this is around Exodus chapter 19. But again, I'll put it in the show notes for you um, to check and read on your own. But basically, Moses is going up to Mount Sinai to talk to God. And it says that in, yes, in verse 16, that the Israelites were afraid because when Moses went up to talk to God, they saw thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain. And they heard a very loud trumpet blast. And in another verse, it says that Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire and the smoke billowed up from the, the mountain um, or the smoke, let's see, billowed up from it like smoke from a furnace and the whole mountain trembled violently and the sound of the trumpet just grew louder and louder. It was so intense, you guys, that the Israelites trembled in fear. And they basically told Moses that he needed to do whatever he needed to do with God so that basically they never had to experience that again, right? That's how powerful the imagery was of God speaking to Moses. Now, a little bit of a calmer example is in Exodus chapter 33. And once again, it's with Moses. Um, But this time he's not on the mountain. He's down from Mount Sinai, and Moses entered a place called the Tent of Meeting, and when he entered into that tent, a cloud would come down and cover it, and it says that the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend, and I just love this um, example of God speaking to us because it kind of reminds me Like one of my favorite and most precious and valuable moments is when I'm out with my friends, right? When we go out for dinner and I just have that face-to-face time with them where we talk, we laugh, we cry, whatever. Yes, like even sometimes cry (laughs) in the restaurant. Um, But I love that that imagery we have, that God is with Moses speaking face-to-face and it says as one speaks to a friend, right? So just in the story of Moses, we can see several ways that God speaks to us. And we see that it's physically. Sometimes it can be through someone or something. You know, the example of the burning bush can be something physical. Or it's loud and bold and obvious. And today, that might not look like thunder and lightning and roaring waves, but maybe something a little bit more noticeable and obvious. I don't, I don't know what that looks like in your life. Um, but an example in my life, uh, sometimes when we are struggling financially and it never fails you guys, when we are struggling financially, um, we're private people. We don't necessarily tell anyone anything or our struggles, right? But without fail, uh, money will appear in our mailbox, not money, but like a check or random check or, um, something, that is literally a random person giving money, or um, maybe it's like something from the government. I don't know. Um, but basically, the point is, we, without fail, when we're struggling, something obvious appears like that. And I know without a doubt, it's not random, it's God, right? Okay, so with these examples in mind, when God isn't speaking to us face to face as a friend, 
or through something or someone in loud, bold, and obvious ways, I think sometimes we begin to question if God is still there or if he is even listening to us anymore. Sometimes I feel like people think, if I don't feel it, then God is not there. You know, if the ground isn't shaking, if the wind isn't blowing, and if we don't see the fire and feel it, then God isn't there because we think that's how it's supposed to be. But maybe you're shaking ground that you're looking for. Maybe that's something that is health-related or mental or psychological, and you want to see evidence of healing. Or maybe the wind is blowing, and you want to see financial peace because you lost your job or your finances are struggling a little bit like so many other people right now during this pandemic. And maybe the fire burning you want to see is a restored relationship that was broken. But you see, we have to be careful in how we view God, and we can't put him into a box of our understanding on how God is supposed to operate in our life. Because yes, God sometimes, he does speak to us as a friend would face to face, and sometimes he, speak to us, he speaks to us in loud and bold ways. And it's not that God doesn't want to speak to you, or that God isn't speaking to you, but it's that You need to listen for the way God is talking because God also speaks to us in a whisper. And this, when I say God speaks to us to a whisper, I read this in 1 Kings chapter 19. Now, like I've said several times before, um, I'm going to kind of paraphrase here, but please read this um, on your own time so you can understand the full story of Elijah. Um, but anyway, today I'm going to be talking specifically about chapter 19. Now, Elijah is a man who traveled a long journey and he ended up at Mount Horeb. I believe that's how you say it. And he spent the night up on the mountain in a cave. In verse 11 says, The Lord said to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And the wind, and after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And this is the part that I want you to hear. That what that sorry that I want you to get out of this in verse chapter twelve. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his head and over his face, and he went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. So, yeah, sometimes God speaks to us in a loud and bold way. But other times, God's voice comes to us in a gentle whisper. And here's the thing. For some of you right now, God is shouting. And for others, God is using more of a whisper to communicate with you. And here's the truth about a whisper. If you don't listen really close, you won't hear it. And you will think that God isn't talking when that's not true at all. You just have to be still and listen for it. Now, what is a whisper? As a noun, the dictionary defines a whisper as a soft or confidential tone of voice. And as a verb, the dictionary says, A whisper is when you speak softly using one's breath without one's vocal cords, especially for the sake of privacy. And I don't know about you, but when I think of a whisper, 
I think of something soft and kind of lacking in power. But let's look at let's look at this again in relation to God. If a whisper is a soft sound using using one's breath without using your vocal cords, let's think back to another time in the Bible where God used his breath. And we can find this example of God using his breath in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. So at the beginning when God created man. Now the verse says Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. So if God's breath can bring the inexistent into life, imagine what else his breath alone is capable of. God's breath can bring clarity to a situation that seems impossible. God's breath can bring healing to a broken heart. Uh, God's breath can bring peace when everything around you seems to be falling apart. Or maybe something a little bit more positive. God's breath can make that impossible dream become a reality. I think sometimes people think, I don't feel it, so God must not be there. You know, if the ground isn't shaking, the wind isn't blowing, the fire isn't up in flames, then that's not how it's supposed to be, so God's not there. But like I said, we have to be careful how we view God and how we put him into a box of our understanding of how God is supposed to operate in our life. Because it's not that God doesn't want to speak to you or that he isn't speaking to you. It's that you need to listen for the way God is talking. And the best example I have of this comes from understanding sound. It's really important to understand sound because God is going to speak to us using different frequencies. You see, when it comes to hearing sound, humans normally hear any sound between 20 hertz and 20,000 hertz. Um, Frequencies above 20,000 hertz are known as ultrasonic frequencies. And this high-frequency sound wave is what gives us the ability to see life, right, in ultrasounds. Um, The sound waves travel back and forth from the probe, and it collects the image, So that's pretty awesome. But so we have the 20 20 hertz, 20,000 hertz is normal hearing range and above 20,000 is ultrasonic. Now below 20 hertz, that is called infrasound. And that can't be heard by the human ear. But certain animals like elephants and whales do use infrasonic communication um, because it's more practical or it's it's better for long distance communication, right? But scientists can also use infrasound to detect earthquakes or when a volcano is going to erupt. So yes, it's a low frequency that we can't hear, but just because it's smaller in a lower frequency doesn't mean it's any less of a force because even if we get exposure to that sound, that, ca- that causes physical problems in us, like headaches, nausea, difficulties, concentrating, dizziness, and so much more. Okay, so all of this to say that God is going to speak to us using different frequencies, and we have to be careful when it comes to hearing the voice of God so that we don't make the one time that we hear him like as a base for every time that we're going to hear him in the future. We don't want to make that one time the standard of how we are going to hear God. 
Because, yeah, maybe one time when we hear him, it's a little bit more loud and bold and um, through a good sermon or maybe it's an action through a friend. But other times it is going to be silent. It's going to be more of a whisper. And in these moments, if we aren't, we aren't still or careful or quiet enough, we're going to miss it. And that's what almost happened to Elijah. Now, if we go back to 1 Kings chapter 19, um, in the story, like I mentioned, it's the parallel to Moses on Mount Sinai when Moses was with God and everything was happening that made the Israelites tremble in fear, right? So verse 11, when Elijah is talking to God or he's waiting for God to appear, it says, God tells Elijah to go out of the cave and to stand on the mountain because God's presence was coming. And we read that as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. So I read through this before and I'm repeating it now and I'm going to repeat it again. As Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. Elijah was standing right there waiting and the Lord passed by. But Elijah didn't hear him. He didn't see him. He didn't feel him. Instead, the Bible says that he felt a mighty windstorm that hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But again, the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. And the same thing that we read about in Exodus with Moses. But this time, the Lord was not in the fire. And finally... After the fire appeared to Elijah, God came to Elijah in the sound of a whisper. Now, verse 13 shows us that after the wind, earthquake, and fire, Elijah went back into his cave. And we don't really know why he went back. I mean, it doesn't really mention it in this part of the Bible. Um, Maybe he went back because he was scared, obviously, of the fire, the strong wind, um, and the earthquake. Maybe he went back for that, or maybe he just went back because he went out and God wasn't there. God didn't appear to him like he thought. But whatever the reason is, once he finally heard the whisper, the Bible mentions he went out of his cave. And maybe you're feeling like Elijah right now. Maybe you feel like you put yourself out there, but you didn't find God. Maybe you stood outside and got blown around by the wind or felt the heat from the fire And you were waiting for God to speak, but he didn't speak to you in the way you expected him to speak. But dear friend, sometimes God isn't in the rushing wind or the fire, or even in the calm and assuring voice we can feel when we're with a friend face to face. Sometimes God uses the gentle voice of a whisper, or as a dictionary defines a whisper as a soft breath that isn't used by the vocal cords for the sake of privacy to get our attention and to focus only on him. Because when someone whispers, we have to get close so we can hear them. You have to be still. You have to be quiet and put all your focus on what the other person is saying. Because in a loud room or in a world full of distractions and noise, the only way you're going to hear God sometimes can be in a whisper. So if things are hard for you right now, or if you are trying to communicate with God and you're praying to him and you're waiting and you're trying to hear what he has to say, but you feel like he isn't there and you feel like he's not listening, he's not responding, 
maybe you have to just be still and maybe you have to listen for that calm voice, for that whisper. Because I promise you, friend, he's there. We just have to learn how to listen. Okay, as always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope this episode gave you some kind of encouragement or inspiration. Um, I always say this, but please reach out to me. I love hearing from you guys. And if you enjoyed this episode and if it resonated with you in any way, please um, head on over to iTunes real quick and just subscribe to it and give it a star rating. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Oh,